aka Padres. Welcome to episode 620 of aka Padres, a film buff podcast. We're in the middle of thanks flicking. And right here, right now, we're talking controversy. We're talking court battles, arguments, money settled, money exchanging hands. Two Christopher Columbus movies. Which is the victor? Which is the better one? And that's our movie today. 1942, The Conquest of Paradise. Welcome back to Thanks Flicking, the annual event where I say thanks to the films that have deeply influenced me, films that I've deeply loved, and yes, the films I am thankful for. Peter A. DeLuca here, a.k.a. Pad. I am your film buff, people. We're going back to 1992. Dueling Christopher Columbus movies. We have Christopher Columbus, The Discovery. And then we have 1942, The Conquest of Paradise. We have Ridley Scott roughly working on both productions, leaving one for a better script. And through Discovery in Court... The better script won because the judge eventually says, hey, guys, uh, these these scripts are very different. They are ones about this and ones about that. That one, the 1942, is the broad idea. Let's show it all to you people. 1942, directed by Ridley Scott, The Conquest of Paradise. If today would be an 8 to 12 hour miniseries by Netflix or HBO Max or Disney Plus, where have you. This is not a short tale. But what Ridley Scott does here is exactly what he does in Gladiator and his best historical movie, Kingdom of Heaven. He illustrates the life of Christopher Columbus. From the inception, meaning from the idea, I mean, you know, not, like not the inception of I have to do this for purpose, I have to do this for God. And we get the idea he's sitting at the bay somewhere in Spain with his son, with his young son, who is later to write his biography as revealed later in the movie. We see a ship sailing across the ocean and he basically explains to the sun with an orange that the world is a sphere now at this time there really was no dispute about the world being a sphere because later in this movie it's revealed while Christopher Columbus is held in prison and yes this is what I mean a vast movie but while Christopher Columbus is held in prison America America Vespucci discovers America Christopher Columbus was hitting the outside islands. He doesn't touch foot on America. And that's because everyone knew, even the Italians knew that the world was a sphere. And it was just a race at that point. And Christopher Columbus just missed the mark just by a little. He was a navigator. He wasn't a explorer. He wasn't a conqueror. Spain, the country, did the atrocities. The country is what wanted the gold. Christopher Columbus just wanted to do his job and prove a theory of his. Ridley Scott and Gerard Depardieu, that's who portrays Christopher Columbus. They make us feel sorry for this son of a bitch. They really do. They make us 
wish it was different for Christopher Columbus. And this is called balance, people. We are in a balanced narrative. Christopher Columbus knew of the potential conquering, the potential atrocities that came. He did everything he could to protect his people. He he later returns. When he returns, he tries to find the tribe that took out the South American tribe that took him in, that nourished his people, that brought some of them back to health, that fed them. A couple years go by, he comes back. This tribe is gone, they are burnt to the ground. And this is where we get the break of the movie. Because the music, the colors, everything from Christopher Columbus, Scorny Weaver portraying Queen Elizabeth, we have Armanda Asante as the path to Queen Elizabeth. Or Isabella, I'm sorry, Queen Isabella. But when Christopher Columbus discovers the islands. And he leaves. This feels like a complete movie at this point. But he's going to come back. So when he comes back, we, let's just say this is act Two. When he comes back, he's accompanied by Adrian Damox, played by Michael Wincott, the greatest film villain of this time. There is nothing Michael Wincott is in where he doesn't become the central. I'm not joking. His screen presence, his look, we know him as top dollar from The Crow. He comes back as the force, the hand. You kind of, we, we lean towards them fornicating with the natives. He is thirsty for gold. In a civil war, a Spanish civil war happens between Christopher Columbus and Adrian Volcott. Christopher Columbus is the guy in charge. The end of this civil war we can call is the end of Act 2. And Act 3 begins with Christopher Columbus searching for salvation, searching to go back to the New World. All of it. While in prison because everything that happens on these islands needs to be discussed. And this is what I mean about this movie is vast. And this movie is everything from the inception that I have to prove this theory and I have to do it for God. I have to do it for love. I have to do it for family. I have to do it for glory. And the movie wraps up with the idea that everyone involved with this failure of the new world. As proclaimed by Queen Isabella Sigourney Weaver. The new world is a disaster. And a lot of us can agree with that. But Amanda Asante just reminds us that all of their names will be remembered because of Christopher Columbus and what he did and what he led the path to. Along the way, uh, I just got curious because I saw they have some moments where Christopher Columbus is journaling. So I looked it up and I had no idea that his journals are widely available. So I ordered those off of Amazon Prime. I had no idea that his son wrote 
the biography. I need to read that. Films are education, and this film is everything that. Now, what do we have to say about the actual production? I mean, everyone's great in this movie. Ridley Scott, masterful. The sailing scenes are incredible. When they discover the new world, it's incredible. The natives look incredible. Uh, so the mining, the uh, Santo Domingo, I think, is what they're building. Just some of the shots for that. It, it's it's just amazing. Vangelis gives us one of the best themes of this time. Maybe his best. I mean, way better than, than anything we got in Blade Runner. The uh, operatic power of his score is there. The use of it is there. Uh, let's box office wise, budget forty seven million, pulls in sixty million. Made made some money. The competitor, Christopher Columbus, the Discovery isn't even available on digital. You can catch it for free on YouTube. I might be watching that. Uh, I always remember that being as the lesser movie, and this movie, uh, just when it comes from myself, I remember watching this movie a lot. Uh, again, this is another movie that was on cable, on HBO, on Showtime, on whatever we had at the DeLuca family house. I would watch this movie a lot. But the movie does break. And it does break when Christopher Columbus leaves the New World. And we're introduced to the Michael Wincott uh, villain. He's the on-site villain. He is in the New World with Christopher Columbus as... A villain as someone pushing back against Columbus as someone who is going to want something else out of this so the Civil War happens and 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 uh, Adrian Demox Wincott's death it's a suicide doesn't really quite land and the movie just loses uh, very simple everyone it just loses speed it loses momentum but at the same time we have to take ourselves back and just say we're getting a beautiful education here we are seeing a world that is long past and we're seeing it recreated in a very beautiful way we're getting christopher columbus as not a hero not not a uh returning to spain in all of glory he um his his results are questioned even from himself. And like I said, there's a sadness to that. I, I think the sadness comes through to the end of this movie. I understand some of the criticism. This movie was much hyped. I remember when these movies came out. I remember the controversy. I remember reading about these movies. Yeah, not that I can remember anything clear or specific, but I, you know, and and maybe even later, they would just be referenced as like a, a you know, like a studio versus studio type, uh, you know, hey, Blade, Vampires, Bugs Life, uh, you know, Bugs Life and Ants, or uh, what's the other, Deep Impact and Armageddon, right? This happens every once in a while in Hollywood, and it's fine, it works. There should be a level of competition and racing to be, uh, you know, like first in class or first in line or best in class or first to market. All of these, right? It's Hollywood. I understand the 
anticipation of wanting this movie to be more definable, have more of an arc, uh, to be a little bit more engaging, to be able to pull you in more. Uh, is it a little bit of a one-trick pony after he discovers the new world because, you know, that's an easy story to tell. The difficult story is what happens after. We haven't seen much attempts since then. We probably won't. Uh, so for me, just when it comes to that level of context, uh, this movie's fantastic. It's awesome. It sticks to you. It educates you. It's beautiful to, to look at. Adrian Bibble. This is our cinematographer. Uh, what else has he done? Let's get into Adrian Bibble real quick. Let's just get into this, guys. Here we go. Aliens, Princess Bride, Willow, The Dawning, The Tall Guy, Thelma and Louise. 1942, Conquest of Paradise. City Slickers 2. Here we go. Judge Dredd, 1001 Dalmatians, Event Horizon, The Butcher Boy, Fierce Creatures, Holy Man, The Mummy. The Mummy Returns, Reign of Fire, last movie. Here we go. You guys ready? B for Vendetta. How, how amazing is that? <coughs> Unstoppable, illustrious career. Looks like uh, he died in 2005. Wow, only 53 years old. This guy would still be going today. you believe that? This guy by now would have twice the filmography. Son of a gun. Aliens. He's the cinematographer for Aliens. Uh, Aliens is so, his first movie too. What the hell? How do you have Aliens as your first outing as cinematographer and Aliens is as perfect as it is? There's so many frames in Aliens. I mean, like, there's every frame in that movie. You can make a poster. I've said this for a long time. The Butcher Boy, near Neil Jordan. I'm not familiar with this one. This movie just fires in all cylinders, and it has a bad rep, and it's 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 of a what they would call a problematic subject matter. LOL. Who cares? All right, AKA Powders. Uh, we're going to keep going. Uh, I do want to hit uh, Terrence Malick's the uh, the New World. Which is uh, another telling of Pocahontas. John Smith as played boy by played played by Colin Farrell, Alexander the Great himself, Miami Vice. Uh, I need to see this movie. Uh, it is on my list. We will watch it before Thanksgiving, and we might have just one or two more Thanks flicking movies. Going to try and drop do a football drop tomorrow. Going to try and do Invincible with Mark Wahlberg. I absolutely love talking about that movie. Guys, I love you. Thanks for hanging out. Okay, that's a wrap.